Depends Do the intro with what? <laughs> you look great. Your mouth. Your mouth sounds different. My mouth sounds different. Does it sound like I'm covered with something? Dude, take the mask. No, I can't off. tell. Hey, let me let me let me let me say something at the top here before we really get into this. The new Slipknot singles are pretty good. All right. There's multiple. There's two. There's oh, two. I heard one. And that's why I'm wearing this mask today is because I want everybody to know the new Slipknot singles are good, not because of anything else. That's Jackson didn't tell me to put this mask on my face. Are you joining Slipknot? <clears throat> yes. They didn't change their masks. Yeah, it was weird. It's also the it's also potentially the end of the band. Oh. Did they say that or is the name of the album just the end? Uh they said some cryptic stuff and then the the name okay. of the album is like I can't remember. It's like w- wait till it's the like end. It's like the, the last album that ever comes out. <clears throat> well, if uh, the fan base of what we're talking about today is listening to this, like that is relevant what you're talking about. They are in the same Venn diagram. Wow, I really wonder how hard this is to hear what I'm saying. It's not hard. It's just annoying. It sounds like you're talking through a cup. This mask. This mask. <laughs> <laughs> like you're in a different room and you're on a cup on a string. Or yeah. Whatever. <laughs> this mask is hard. It is hard. That yeah. Is, that is a, that is correct. It's definitely well built. It and is There's well going built. to be a little like a like a moist spot where your mouth and nose are. <laughs> Because it's not like a good hockey mask that has the breather holes. Is that what's happening? Uh-huh. I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time. I'm going to pass out? Mm-hmm. You might. Do I have to wear this the whole time? No, I wish you would take it off now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody's got to fill while he takes the mask off. Morning. Welcome to Don't Feed the Artist. My name is Hagen, and I'm taking this mask off. Uh, I'm Dave. I'm Adam. I am Jackson. Um, welcome home. nicely done the name of that slipknot album is going to be the end so far oh okay i don't believe it yeah i don't i don't i don't don't think it's the end either but the i can't remember what he said that made it sound like it was potentially the end outside of the album name and then fans of course being fans how moist is the mask not as much as i thought it'd be i wore it for like i think like 20 minutes one time just bored did you clean it it after that i'm a dry bitch man what can i say no it would mess up the uh um, the resale value. <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna re- resell yeah, that what, mask? I'm gonna resell it. Resell <laughs> resell, gonna resell the mask? No, I'm not. It, it is a mantelpiece for sure. Right. Yeah. How you guys doing today? I'm tired. Yeah, tired and hot. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Well, that's good. Well, that's good. Adam, did you put your phone on silent? I did. Both. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Both phones. <laughs> Both phones. <laughs> Your burner phone. Yeah. <laughs> burner yeah, we're phone. fine. <laughs> I want to I wanna find a fun nickname for your, you and your two phones. What? Like I, that nickname for Adam? We nickname call, for we, the character who has two phones? We call, we call our, uh, our friend Tony, Tony Two Phones. Tony Two Phones. <laughs> Adam Two Phones? <laughs> yeah. Doesn't have the same That's ring, does lazy, it? Though, yeah. 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 Double album? <laughs> That's, That's good. the winner. <laughs> oh, dude, double album. I double that. album. That's incredible. Had you thought about that before? Because nope. that's good. Wow. Just came up. Just off the top of the fucking dome, yep. dude. That's awesome. It's a guy this weekend at one of my gigs who, without missing a beat, he said we we, we he was. <laughs> His name is David, but for some reason he we referred to him as Ralphie. We don't know why. He talked us into letting him on the guest list. We let him in for free, and he bought us all around. And he, he goes, what do you want? And I was like, I'll have a Michelob Ultra. Without missing a beat, he looks me up and down and goes, it, I, I, I can tell. I can see it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, is this a compliment? Are you insulting me? I'm not sure what this is. We're now the fuck Ralphie gang. No, fuck I like Ralphie. Ralphie. Ralphie was cool, man. I would have been like, dude, what about me gave it away? <laughs> yeah, I'd wonder what 
that is because it's it's either a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, maybe a bit of both. Do yeah. I look like a fucking bro who was would it drink the tramp stamp? Yeah, it was the tramp stamp. I forgot that I was show. I was wearing a crop top all night. Your lightsaber tramp stamp. My lightsaber tramp stamp. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Is, that, is, is it is, pointing towards the butt or away from the butt? <laughs> it's pointing or towards. Sideways. It's pointing towards the butt. It's like it's a, it's like a direction of like like go there. You know, I, it's, it's actually just an arrow. It's not a lightsaber. <laughs> I've worked my um, Instagram algorithm uh, to only be like tattoos, um, and I saw the best tramp stamp yesterday. I think it was, and it was welcome to Chili's. <laughs> okay incredible that's awesome very good and it was like brand new it wasn't this wasn't what am i saying like oh welcome to chili's tram stamps were popular at a time dave <laughs> like those the... tribal tattoos <laughs> my brother has one of those uh, they... I, I saw somebody on instagram as well that has one of those uh around his arm and then under it said this was cool in the 90s that's oh that's funny. good i like that's that really good. i like yeah. that yeah uh ralph we're not we're not hating ralphie but i will say like like it's really easy to tell that Oklahoma has medicinal marijuana just by seeing the people. They just act like they have, like, they act like, oh, my God, we can do this whenever we want to now. Did I tell you all about the time I stayed in Oklahoma City with some friends of ours? And uh, what their friends came over who own a, um, what are they called? Uh, dispensary. dispensary. And uh, they said, hey, here's some, like, really old stuff. It's, like, really, it's dried out. Like, it's not great. It, like, uh, And gave it to our friends as, like, they're like, it's fire kindling. You can use this. And I was like, oh, that's funny. And they're like, no, yeah, don't smoke that. We can get you better stuff. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they left it on the table. I was sleeping on the couch, and I woke up that night to some, like, rustling bag noise, and I turn, and our friend's cat is sitting there, like, trying to get it. I was like, god damn it. I'm gonna, <laughs> this cat's going to die right next to me. Oh so I, like, god. had to pick up the bag, put it on top of, like, a bookshelf, and I was like, all right, I'm going to bed now. And they used it for fire kindling. I was like, this is insane. That's wild. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the the Norman and OKC both just like, oh my god, everyone's high. The tattoo shop I was in, I was like waiting to go back and one of the artists just like plops a tray of weed on the desk to to roll a joint to go sit outside and smoke. Like, oh my god. Like <laughs> this is this is bizarre for Oklahoma. It's not what I expected. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't think that'll ever happen here. Going? It will, <laughs> it will happen here, but it's going to be the very last. It's like yeah. us yeah, we'll, and Alaska, maybe. I mean, honestly, we'll probably be the last. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Jackson. Well, come home. <laughs> I'm going to stop that. I don't think you're going to. I didn't plan that. You don't have to. Stop it. You can keep going. Why are we here? Well, we are here because it's your turn now. All right, I guess our turn. I don't really know how you want to put this. I got it's everybody's turn. <laughs> it's everybody's yeah. turn. We're flipping it around. If you guys remember, Jackson had done some uh, bonus. Bonus. Oh, thank you. Good, good. <laughs> Pregnant pause. I was, I was waiting for um, uh, Adam Driver. <laughs> oh, okay. Bonus. Uh, Space. Uh, good soup. <laughs> we Star uh, Wars. <laughs> Uh, he had done some bonus episodes with us and talking about our favorite bands. And then we did a full group one with, uh, about the Foo Fighters where Jackson still was asking us questions. And today we have Jackson here to talk to him about his favorite band, which is Coheed and Cambria. That was awesome. Um, the, I, I do want to like for any listeners who did listen to those and remember, Oh, Jackson sprung that on them. They didn't know about that except for the Foo Fighters one. Um, 
I did try and do my best. I didn't do any research for this. Um, the only thing I did is was listening to the band, but I would have been doing that regardless. Um, so, and I, you brought props. I did just because I think they're going to come up. Okay. And I figure I may as well have the examples. And I paid a lot of money for these, so this is one of the only ex- times I'm going to get to show them off. So, you know, this is nowhere near the full hall <laughs> on the on the audio only podcast that we do. <laughs> Oh, that's why that that up. that's why you want to follow us on social media because then you can see pictures of these. Yeah. I really don't want to bring up what they are yet yeah. to like scare away anybody who might possibly not know Coheed outside yeah. of Welcome Home from Rock Band um <laughs> or that movie 9, that animated movie. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. I forgot all about I forget. that. I forget. Oh my yeah. god. Well, I guess I guess let, let let's let's go into some some questions for you and Coheed and Cambria. Was that what you're describing right now? Was that your introduction to Coheed? It was not. Uh, that was definitely one of those, like, it kind of pushed me further into it. But I don't think I, I share this with anyone. I have a lot of uh, friends who are into Coheed, um, and I have met a lot of people at the Coheed shows, and, like, I get there early enough that I'm, like, I'm sitting with them for hours, so I talk with them. I have not shared this with anyone. Or, sorry, I have not had a shared experience with anyone on this. Uh, so, Hagen... Because I know these two aren't going to remember this, but do you remember the PlayStation Portable, also known as the, the PSP? PSP? Yeah, of course. Of course. I remember that. Okay, cool. Adam, do you remember that? I know it existed. Okay. So <laughs> it came out. I, I don't know when it was. I was in elementary school at the time. I remember the house I was living in, so I know it was that time. I want to say maybe like third grade, somewhere around there, between third and fifth grade. I bought the PSP. So they had these things. Uh, it was a mix between like a disc and a cartridge. It was called a UMD, which is a universal media disc, I think is what that stood for. Very universal. Oh, yeah. It shows up everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was really small. And like the PSP was like a precursor to like something like a Switch, except you couldn't put it on a TV. It was like a really nice like uh, Game Boy. Yeah, it was PlayStation's version of the Game yeah. Boy. It was their competition. It came out in 2005. Okay, cool. Um, oh, shit. So good Apollo. The Kohi record was probably out, which is the one with welcome home but so and the reason why i point that out is because uh with the psp it came with a umd uh which was like oh here's some demos here's some like trailers to movies and tv shows and here's some music on here and there was a music video on there and it was a coheed and cambria song is this is how i got into coheed like right it's like the weirdest fucking way but that that weird marketing deal with sony work yeah Uh uh-huh and that's a good thing because the album i'm curious if the album that uh this song was on i'm wondering if that was on sonic sony music or one Mm. of their subsidiaries it was so it was the song blood red summer which is off their second album which is in keeping secrets of silent earth three um and I just remember watching that. It's this like it's a silly music video where the band are like they're vampires, or uh, that's how I took it. Vampire zombie hybrid type thing, and like Claudio the singer is like holed up in this shack in the woods, like eating beans from a can and shit. Like, just, and he's got like all these like trip wires set up, and uh, yeah, that's the whole thing. Is like the band's coming at him. That was released on Columbia Records, which is a subsidiary of Sony. Yep. So that was off what? their second album. Oh, Hagen disagrees. <laughs> I disagree. Why? This says it was released through Equal Vision Records. Yeah. Which is uh, the the reason that it's Sony related is Equal Vision is the distributor with the Orchard, which is Sony. It's also it says Columbia here for label. Weird. 
I wonder why it says two different things. Well, that might be distribution and one record label. Well, their, their distribution is through the Orchard, mm-hmm. which is the Sony, which is the Sony at that time. Distrib- yeah, okay. They're yeah. both related to Sony. Yeah, yeah. 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 Corporate synergy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How weird? Because like the Equal Vision is an independent label, but Equal Vision has like ties to distri- like a, the Sony distribution company. So that's Very strange. That's definitely that's how I got into Coheed. Um, and I, it wasn't like I, then at the time in 2005, I don't know what age I was, but as I said, elementary school, I remember listening to that and being super into it. My friend Keaton uh, was already into Coheed and we still share that to this day. And um, I don't think I, like I didn't go out and buy In Keeping Secrets. I just was like, oh, I love this song. And then I remember Rock Band having Welcome Home. And then I went out and bought the clean version from uh, Walmart. <laughs> I bought the... Uh, so their third album, which is Good Apollo on Burning Star 4, Part 1, Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. Good job, dude. Good. Oh, I I, I'm going to assume that's game. right because I <laughs> couldn't tell you. It's right. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then uh, I listened. Welcome Home was in that, and then it was in the trailer for that movie, Nine. I was like, man, this song's kick-ass. Bought that. Was super into that album. And then, uh, yeah. And then from there, uh, I'm telling like my whole story. Um, yeah, this is fine. Go ahead. Your life okay. story, yeah. And then like <laughs> it's uh, your life story. Their fourth album came out, which is "Good Apollo." I'm Burning Star Four, Volume Two, "No World for Tomorrow," and I didn't buy that record. I had a friend who had it, um, but I didn't buy it. I know why you didn't buy it. No, you don't know why I didn't buy it. I know because Taylor Hawkins played drums on it's it. Because Food no. Fighters was involved. Yeah, because I was a kid. It's because I, <laughs> I was a kid. I wasn't regularly buying albums. Because his, his friends his, was there his not friend, a clean version available. Yeah, <laughs> his friend who had his friend who had the album was like was like this album's dog shit compared to Welcome there, Home. There's no Welcome Home too. <laughs> yeah. no, I think he was into it. That was Ian. Uh, if Ian ever listens to this, um, but he had it, and I remember at that time the um, the music video on like Fuse was uh, the Running Free. Uh, which I still like. They just played that at the most recent show I saw them, and I was like, "Oh shit! Can't believe they played that." That's like a kind of deep cut. What time? How many times have you seen them? Oh, I actually just count- counted this this morning. So I'm sorry, I did do a little bit of like fine. brain research. Uh, nine times. I can name each or each tour I saw them on, and here's a funny thing: I know in order which shows I saw them on. I can name each tour, and I can name. The bands that <laughs> opened. Name each tour. Okay. So I, I, I don't know the years. Um, That's fine. So the first tour I saw them on was The Afterman, uh, which um, the openers were Russian Circles and then Between the Buried and Me. Hmm. And then after that, I saw them uh, with my friend Keaton, who uh, the aforementioned Keaton. We went to the Never Ender show, which is when they play an album from front to back. For in keeping secrets of Silent Earth three, and the opener was Thank You Scientist, who had just signed to Claudio Sanchez's brand new record label, Everything Evil Records. <laughs> uh, he also has a uh, comic book company called Everything Evil Inc. God, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel like deer in headlights. So then I saw. So that was the second show. My third show, I drove down to Austin to see them at Fun 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 Fest. Uh, they were the headliner of that stage for that night, the black stage, and that was on their uh, The Color Before the Sun tour. I wouldn't really, I'm not going to like classify like being able to name openers for that because it was a whole stage. It's a stage. festival. Yeah, don't worry um, about it. And then I saw them again on The Color Before the Sun tour. 
uh, I saw them and I got this like little early entry uh, thing where I got to see them play an acoustic set beforehand. Uh, and I saw that with my friend Nick, who, go ahead. Would that not count as 10 times then? No, no, no. I've seen them nine times. Okay. The early well, acoustic thing. Oh, no, no. I wouldn't count that. Okay. If it makes you feel that, well, I've seen them multiple times do that. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're getting real fucky. You've there. gone yeah, yeah, yeah. to see them nine times. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> and there are multiple shows that got canceled, so it should be more. Um, but then at that show, the opener openers were Silver Snakes, also signed to Everything Evil, and then uh, Glassjaw. <coughs> nice. Pe- people were fucking into Glassjaw, and the yeah. whole time I was just like, "Why are people so into this?" I and love then Glassjaw. Afterwards, I got that response. They're like, "Yeah, dude, I really want to go see Glassjaw tonight." I was like, "Well, I was there for Cofiend." Um, and then after that show, I went to go see my good friend Hagen and a girl I was interested in at the time. Uh, I think it was in Lower Greenville. Yeah. Right around like St. Patrick's Day. It, and was, it, were... it was a St. Patrick's Day show at Crown and Harp. And my good friend Nick called my now partner, uh, called her sketchy because Hagen didn't want to give her a ride home because Hagen was being a wingman. Being oh. Like, Jackson, you take her home. <laughs> You're like, fuck yeah, I will. Was I being a wingman Welcome or was I home. being lazy? I, I don't know, but Nick was like, <laughs> Could be Nick the whole time out loud in the back of the car was like, it's really sketchy that Hagen doesn't want to take her home. Wouldn't She what, could hear it. Wouldn't that be more that I'm the problem, that like, not her? I don't know why. <laughs> is Nick the guy I tried to fight that night? We can't it really is. get into his head. It is, Dave. He's sketchy. <laughs> he just, you know, he knows when he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that would be, I saw them twice on that tour. And then after that, um, they did another Never Ender for a good Apollo. I am Burning Star for. Did you explain what a Never Ender is already? Sorry. I, uh, yes. Okay. 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 Volume one, Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. I saw them <laughs> play a Never Ender of that. That was at the House of Blues. The opener was the Deer Hunter. And then after that was when they started uh, prepping for. Vaxis won uh, the Unheavenly Creatures, which I have the novella right there in front of us. Um, so at that point, they this is where I, I think I'm right here. The first show, I saw them twice on this tour, kind of the tour. Um, they played with the opener was uh, the story so far. Adam. Stop it. I'm talking. I'm focusing. Keep it down, double album. Yeah. (laughs) The story so far, and then uh, Taking Back Sunday, and then Coheed, and then again, and that was the first show I saw with my partner of Coheed. I think, couldn't we go back to an episode of this podcast when you had seen that show and you were talking about Taking Back Sunday? Maybe. That Did sounds... I say bad things? No, that no, 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 no. I, I really, that you know, was you, a great show. I think that was when you like, got like, like you had like a, a couple weeks where you were super into Taking Back Sunday. Oh, that my whole life. Well, yeah, but like it was like it was very, it was very prominent yeah, in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, and then after that, um, they did another show uh, on the Vaxis One tour, which was uh, the openers were the. This is the infamous show I talk about all the time. Every time I die. Mastodon and Coheed. And then I was supposed to, so this is where we get into canceled shows. Uh, I did one time I drove down to South by Southwest to see them and Wolf Mother play together. 
and uh, that show got like uh, it was an outdoor show, and it got like lightning oh, out. It'd be fun to see Wolf Mother live. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that would, I feel be, like that so would be great. Sick. A great band to play, like play with Kohi too, because it's like kind of nostalgia bands yeah. at that point for some people. Um, don't at me, Coheed fan group. Like literally, listen to this whole episode before you get mad at me for calling them a nostalgia band. But. <laughs> Uh, then, uh, I was supposed to see them after that, um, Mastodon show. I was supposed to, they announced another Never Ender for Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, Volume 2, No World for Tomorrow, featuring Taylor Hawkins, not Chris Penny. Um, I was supposed to see them, and Chon was supposed to open up that show, and that was, at the time, no longer, uh, but I live literally across the street from the venue and I was super excited. I was going to try and get Coheed on this podcast. I was like, it'll be super easy. Like I, j- I just need 10 minutes of their time. I bet they'll do it. Um, then the pandemic happens that got canceled. And then, um, I saw two more shows. Don't worry. Two no, more you're shows. You're fine. Guys. You're fine, dude. I, this is awesome. And then I saw them, um, first post pandemic show. And there are a couple tours where I, let me finish first um and then i saw them at the uh um they played in dallas again or irving technically um this was their first post uh pandemic show for me um and it was meet me at the altar and then they used and then coheed and then i just saw them last week um for the and that that wasn't part of an album they were playing new songs from vaxis 2 was their most recent album but it was not part of that. Um, Vaxis 2, Window of the Waking Mind, is their most recent record they just released, like maybe a month ago, maybe less. Um, and uh, I just saw them on their tour for that, their first tour, and it was opened by Mothica, um, Alkaline Trio, and then Coheed. It was originally supposed to be Dance Gavin Dance. And there are a couple shows that like are up in Oklahoma City, which is like a three-hour drive for us. Really not a bad drive at all. No. Um, but there were there are plenty of tours that they did at like smaller club tours that I was just like I, I just didn't really drive to it. But had plenty of fan, fan friends who were going down to uh, like uh, San Antonio doing all that kind of stuff. But there are a couple tours in there that I missed. So if you count them up, that should be nine. Ten will likely be this year or next year sometime, and I will commemorate it with a keywork tattoo. I've earned my stripes. What's the keywork? Mm. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> this comic book I brought is not like a um, a Tolkien book where it has like a, a map at the beginning. So, Coheed has a uh, fuck. I just lost the page. Oh, actually, what I think we should do is uh, it w- this is what this is what we u- Jackson used to do. Probably still does. Is whenever like a a, a cup had condensation, is he would make the circles. He <laughs> just still do it. Is he'd make the circles of this of that symbol and then like draw the lines that connect it. He would make it with make that symbol with condensation. Because all you have to do is uh, the only <laughs> extra the only extra work you have to do is the fucking triangle. That's really it. Oh. Um. So the. The key work is, uh, I'll get the number wrong because uh, you'll find this about me. So I'm a big Coheed fan, but. Uh, Wait, th- what? Sorry. What? That's news. Really? Hmm? <laughs> How? <laughs> when? What? Uh, Where? So I'm a big Coheed fan, but I, the 
auxiliary content being like the books and the comic books like i'm into and i have them but i'm not as in depth like there's people who are like star wars in depth with it where they talk about like there there is a wikipedia for yeah. them it's the it's, it's called the, like the gons guard i think it's it's similar to like to to, to bitty bam like between the buried and me with their with their stories like the parallax one and two you can get like a collector's book that has the whole story similar to this it's not as detailed because these are obviously like you know novels graphic novels but like it's uh it, people go way too hard with that stuff yeah they have like the longest running concept uh the most amount of albums set to one concept i think kohi does yeah yeah probably that's pretty cool i didn't know that because how, um, how many albums are there now there's they it depends on where you land on this adam there are <laughs> technically 10 okay. but one of them was released in a single year like a couple months away from each other the afterman ascension and descension was recorded as a double album yeah. And do you count the one that Claudio did as a solo project? Absolutely. Yeah. And he's done two that way oh, under okay. Prize Fighter Inferno. Uh, so the key work. The key work is it's like, I think, 72, 76 planets in the story. So there's a comic book story behind them. There's a whole storyline. Uh, uh, and really, we can get as in-depth as you guys want about this. But the, the key work, it's this symbol. Uh, you should just look it up. Uh, reader or sorry not readers uh, listeners should just look it up but it, it's a bunch of circles and then there's a triangle and it's like this whole idea is like oh in the story of the Amory Wars um, there which is like this sci-fi epic type thing and they all these planets are tied together by this energy and like the whole idea is like how did that happen what does that mean some of them are splintering off can we take advantage of that there's a prequel series. There's all that kind of stuff. At one point, it was tied to Marky Mark. I'm sorry, Mark Wahlberg. Um, really glad that didn't go through because that guy's an absolute tool. But uh, it, it's, wait, it's wait, pretty wait. Are, you, are you saying that, that Marky Mark was like like attached to it to make it like a thing? Or yeah, was his he... production company. You know how like Brad Pitt yeah, has yeah, Plan yeah, yeah. B? Okay. Marky Mark has one of those. For a second, I was like – my, my first instinctual thought when you said it was tied to Marky Mark, I was like, wait, is he a part of the plot to this? Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> he appears as a character somehow. Yeah. But uh, it, it, it's kind of happened that like uh, they have kind of sussed out, you know, like Hollywood will do this thing where they'll buy the rights up to stuff so other people can't make it. They the kind of running theory since like they really did nothing with this is that kind of they were trying to keep other people from making this really popular thing. Yeah. You know, like, oh, we can make money off that. I think it's probably like when you go to a record store and they have like the, here's 10 CDs for $10, but you can't see what they are. It's kind of that kind of grab bag thing where I'm sure Marky Mark didn't go straight for the Amory Wars and was like, wow, in-depth sci-fi, I want that. He probably like paid like $100,000 for like 100 yeah. uh, things so no one else can make them. Yeah. Or so like, oh, hey, this was super famous right now. Do we have any of those right now? That kind of thing. I think that, so that's a running theory. So that, that is the keyword. Did I answer your question? Mm -hmm. It's a pretty cool symbol. So um, you're, I think that you are one of the rare listeners in the world that you like lyrics and music, right? Yeah. So uh, like I myself, I'm more of a music person than a lyrics person. Uh, I, I think that everybody kind of tends to lean more one direction than the other in like a general sense, but I feel like you are somebody who likes both equally and loves both equally, maybe more lyrics than anything. But. Yeah, I don't think you can listen to Wilco and be like, wow, man, it's just like, uh, I'm super into instrumentation. 90% yeah. <laughs> of the time, Wilco is like, you have to like lyrics, yeah. that kind of stuff. So correct me if I'm wrong, but not every single song is about the story, right? This is where like... Uh, I might upset some fans. Um, okay. 
so they do have an album one of their nine albums sorry 10 albums one of their 10 albums double album yeah double album to my left your right (laughs) dave's front and center uh and uh for the listeners in full mono <laughs> for uh, for us in monotone, but uh, sorry, I, I just uh, I was yes handing myself there. <laughs> um, so what was the question? They have one album. Uh, they, oh yeah, they, they have, have one, one non concept album, yeah. right? Um, and like when you listen to that, there there's some contention. Like, is the one with Jesse's Girl too? No, that's, <laughs> that's not a. I, I hate you for bringing that. Up. I was gonna bring it up too because. <laughs> Claudia. That is not on this. Uh, that's not on an album. That was like a pandemic. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. F- finish your thought, and then we'll talk but about Jesse's Girl too. Um, <laughs> so uh, that album came out, and there was a lot of like, "This isn't coheed. This isn't coheed." And here's what I want to say because it's going to come up at some point. So I, I want to kind of spearhead it right here. Um, any f- fan base, not fan related, but like in this instance, fan related, who has an online presence there's going to be toxicity in that online presence. So anything I say is coming from that, my experience of some of the stuff online, not all of it, some of it. But that being said, I have had the best experiences uh, in a live uh, format. Some of my friends that I found through this, that I had actually been around my whole life, but didn't know, like we went to school together, but we just didn't know. I've connected with a lot of that. I feel comfortable going to a Coheed show completely alone and just like knowing I'm going to be comfortable and hanging out with people. Um, almost, Dave, you almost got the key work. Um, th- those, uh, it shouldn't be like a Venn diagram, though. The circles don't connect. I didn't have connect. enough space. My microphone's in the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, any, but like when I say they're toxic online, they're much better than like the Coheed fan group is what I wish Star Wars was. Like, because you can get star wars fan groups uh because like you can get some people to say pretty heinous stuff about star wars creators star wars actors and like just uh, the movies in general and that's totally fine if you don't like some star wars that's fine i don't like some star wars but they may be different but it's very easy to get somebody who's like that to say those heinous things in person whereas i've never had a situation where in person i've had any children of the fence tell me um <laughs> is that the fan group name like yeah. that's oh, children of the fence, okay. the fence. so like slipknot has maggots yes uh mm. one among the fence is what you would call yourself the fence uh it's uh referring to the the key work okay so like leaving the fence one you can leave the fence yeah as i said like i'm not as in depth on that side it is very cool but just hasn't reached the same highs for me as it has others but so what i was trying to say is like you cannot, like, I do not get that. There are some albums that people kind of are contentious among Coheed fans, and they're different for everyone. It's not the same album for everyone, and that's totally okay. But I've never had a, like, contentious discussion. Like, I have mentioned some things to Coheed people that I don't know in person, and they're like, oh, yeah, I totally get that. I'm not, like, I don't like this one. And so, like, it's totally a normal conversation. That's how, how I wish the Star Wars fan base was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay, wait. So let me let, let me go back to this whole lyrics thing on on the album. So there's one album that's not concept, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, but that is the color before the sun. Okay, but the lyrical content is sometimes like he he 
you can, again, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but he's written songs that are about his personal life that he has related into the story, right? Sorry, yes. So this is uh, what I was going to say that might upset some people. Um, Claudio Sanchez gets this really, uh, this rap of like being this like genius of like everything is tied together, everything is meticulously plotted out. And I do think he is really creative and has done amazing things. Um, but I think people give him some credit on these stories that even he has said and would probably continue to say like, Oh yeah, well that's about like this, like this is about, you know, me having a kid. This one's about, you know, I had a fight with uh, someone at a show. Um, right. And like that number I reference in there that is now in the story was the hotel room I was staying at. And like the fight continued like when we got home, cause I think it was a friend or his wife or something like that. So much like any musician and i can only say this from my perspective as a musician you may write something and you're like oh shit this is about this thing but you don't always set out to that it's coming from like a really personal place and i'm not saying like oh you're pulling it out of the ether but it's almost always autobiographical right and then you realize oh i was talking about how i feel about climate change or something like that even if it was years later you realize what the meaning of the song actually was absolutely and i think claudio is that way and he he does the same thing where um uh the band will do stuff where they'll reference like it kind of like a motif type thing where they'll play um on uh good apollo on burning star Four, volume one fear through the eyes of madness they have a song where they end up playing the opening riff of blood red summer the song i referred to which is from the album prior and that is very obviously a reference, but there, and then they'll do stuff where they, same thing where there will be like a drum line like, and a very obvious drum line. Uh, and the song 2113, they reference their first song off their first album, time consumer. And they play the like, and it's very obvious. Like it's very obvious, but because they have done that, like on their eighth album or their 10th album, people will be like, yep, yeah, that right there, that's a reference. This like rhythm right here. That's a reference to this song. I'm like, Okay, so like I write music and I know what's happening here. He wrote the same thing yeah. because that's like what his muscle memory is. We have done that as a band where yes. I've written, I wrote two songs um, and I'll just go ahead and call it out since I'm calling someone else out, I'll call myself out here. Um, on our moniker's EP, Imaginary Friend, I wrote the song um, uh, Cloudy Sunny Day and then uh, I wrote, um, I think it was... Uh, Big small town. They're in the same key. So I dropped one down a half step just so just people so wouldn't that, notice. Yeah. And then I was also like, I told you, like, hey, we can't put these together. Like, they have to, like, because then people right. will know that yeah. I'm writing in the same. That happens all the time. Yeah. yeah. That's a really common one. I think that, that what, you're, like, what, you, what you said about, like, fans going too deep into, like, hearing a thing going, that's that was before. That's something that, like, again, fan bases do in whether it be movies, television, everything. I mean, like, looking at what Marvel just announced at Comic-Con, everyone's uh, every Marvel fan is like, oh, so when they talked about this in so this planned out movie, and obvious, and it's oh, like, my God, that means they're referencing this. Yeah. But what if that also means this? And it's like, just enjoy it. Is this the same San Diego <laughs> Comic-Con that Claudio Sanchez was at? It's the same, it's the same San Diego Comic-Con that last podcast on the left was at, too. Oh, shit. And Chandra? His wife? Oh, shit. Chandra Sanchez? That's a hard name to say. Yeah, really that is. Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She follows our I was going to say, doesn't she follow Instagram. the band on Insta? Let's go. Yeah. Thank you, Chandra. <laughs> if you ever listen to this, which I know you won't, uh, congrats on your new podcast, Chandra. I have not listened to it either, so. Uh... 
<laughs> I've read your books, though, so, uh, yeah. And you still won't teach me how to read. Nope. No. We have books in front of us. This is a yeah. great opportunity for you to teach me how to read. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Not the time or the place. But yeah, Come on, so, man. Uh, like, I think anybody, like, and I think somebody who probably writes books is the same way, where they, yeah. they probably put something on page, and they're like, cool, I have to change this to fit a character. Yeah, I was going to say, this is a common thing with good writing in general, whatever the medium is, is that you kind of write yourself into a corner or down a path and you have to figure out how, how to get out of it later yeah. or how you reference things back and make it seem connected and if you're a good writer you can do that and if you're not you're jk rowling and i don't <laughs> want to yuck somebody's yeah <laughs> <laughs> we almost let that one go <laughs> i saw a really good like uh deathly hallows um cover up tattoo oh, the yeah, other there's day. probably somebody, a lot of those somebody made it into an onion because they kind of have like that rib shape it was really good okay. yeah are you saying that the ending of Harry Potter was was nonsense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. Whoa, dude. That's crazy. So I think I'm so. Sorry. I, I do want to say I don't want to yuck uh, people's yam. What I'm saying, like, because uh, I have a friend, John, who, um, mutual friend, uh, and, like, he has, like, mutual texted drummer. me. Yeah, mutual drummer. <laughs> um, and he has, like, texted me, like, dude, I think I found something in this song all on fire. It's referencing uh blood red summer and like i listened to it i was like no i don't think so john i don't think so he's like no listen to it and like we were in person and he was showing it to me i was like i hear what you're saying but like and said the same thing i'm like dude i write rewrite the same rhythm over and over it's again. the problem with concept albums yeah uh, yeah and that that long of an arc of a story it's like you're oh. gonna start confusing muscle memory and tendencies to uh, parts of the story. But once again, if that like totally gets you there, cool. Like, I, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm not trying to be a dick. And also, they've been a band for 20 years this year. They started in 1995, right? But first album got released in 2002. So oh, that's where so I kind of... so they count 2002. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the name of their band when they started before it was Coheed and Cambria? Shabooty. Shabooty. That's yeah, excellent. That was a reference of their first song. Uh, they go, hee hee, shabooty. No, not their first song. That's uh, Devil in Jersey City. So... Um, I now have to ask a question that I think most metal fans would love to ask Coheed and Cambria and Coheed and Cambria fans. Why, you like it? <laughs> no, which is why do you think that they get like booked or they book themselves with metal bands all the time? So what? glad you asked this. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 I think it's a really, really curious thing because I've seen Coheed and Cambria because Between the Baird and Me opened for them. I've seen them because they've they're on they they also opened for Slipknot once. I've seen them at these metal shows. And uh so I always wondered why they're placed in these same things. They write heavy music and they have moments where they scream and they definitely have the prog element to them, but it's not your it isn't always necessarily quote unquote fit. And I know that, like, wasn't it on the tour they opened for Slipknot? They had a bad time, right? They had a tough time. They didn't say that they had a bad time, but they did say, like, that was the hardest crowd to win over. Right, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. And, 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 like, on the vice versa, they were like, oh, the because they have talked about this exact thing of, like, no one's ever known where to put us. Um, and I think it rings true in their music. Um, I'd be super curious to pull up their Wikipedia to see what it says, like genre wise. I, I have some ideas of what it would say. But um, but why do you think that they get put with metal bands? Is it because people just don't know what to do, or do you think there really is like a like? I think their friend. There's a Venn diagram there. It's like uh, we've talked about. Um, Caro Caro Bonito uh, gets lumped in with the band The Death Grips. Those bands are like pretty much opposed in style, yeah. but 
their fans are the same. Yeah. Death Grip fans are Caro Caro Bonito fans and vice versa. So I think it's one of those things where genres, we've talked about this to death, but like genres are such a weird thing that just they get stuck to people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Coheed is what anyone says they are. I don't think there, there are people who call them an emo band. There are people that call them a prog band. There's even people who call them like a metal band and metal in the sense of like kind of like Black Sabbath metal, which they would love that comparison. They said that the best show, show or tour that they felt that they were ever like put on, like they that they fit the best was opening up for Iron Maiden. And I was like, yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. But like they have these, I think it's, I think what it is, is their album that really catapulted them. Uh, it's kind of people argue whether or not like In Keeping Secrets, their second album or Good Apollo is the one that got them like huge but it's good apollo because it has welcome home um and like claudio calls welcome home his tool song because like he's like i remember writing that and thinking like oh i wrote a tool riff and that kind of stuff um i think it's that i think it's that that album got them to the whatever mainstream was for them and that that's it ends with like each song is like seven minutes these like prog pieces and I don't think they're a prog band. I really sure. don't. I think at their core, they're a rock band. Yeah. I think they are I, a rock band. It's as simple as that. I think that I agree with that. I think that there's a really big thing with – I think that they have, like, prog elements to them, but I, don't, I wouldn't go as far as to say they are a prog band. But I do think that, like – so I've seen metal bands cover Welcome Home. Welcome Home has aspects that are heavy rock. It's a heavy fucking song. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, like, in yeah, the dude, grand scheme it's down of, a half step. Fuck. Metallica grand, can't even do yeah, that. I was going to say take that, Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they have some drop D, all right? Yeah, drop D's nuts. Nice. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> um, so it's, it, it makes sense in some way, but also uh, confusing in others. But you think about also, like, the mid-2000s. I think something that, like, really sticks out to me as to reasons why they fit with the metal bands, not necessarily that they do play with, but why people lump them in that category, is because there's, like, heavy distorted guitars, uh, like, heavier riffs, and then the key thing, which is his voice. Because yeah. his voice is some is very indicative to, like, the mid-2000s, that, like, the high-pitched male voice is, like, very, very indicative to, like, the, uh, what you said, post-hardcore emo shit. Yeah, you show any of your parents Coheed and Cambria and they don't know who they are, which they won't. Um, they, unless you're a child and your name is Coheed or Cambria, your parents <laughs> definitely know it. Um, but you show your parents Coheed and Cambria and they always like, oh, I thought that was a girl. The yeah, same, same with Rush. Yeah. 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 And they they get that, that, that is a huge thing of, like, Coheed loves Rush and they, like, they, I'm sure they love the comparison. They hate it. They're they're like really. They, I would think they, that'd be great if you have people it, saying you're like a band that's a big influence on you. But. I think I don't think it's an influence on them though. I think that they've kind of it's one of those like I don't know. I don't want to put words into their mouth, but they have kind of said like a uh, mm. you know we get that comparison a lot, but like that's not really a thing we're going for. And I think that they kind of felt like it put them in a box yeah. because he's got a high pitched voice and yeah. they have that's fair because they're definitely not going for the same thing. But. So, Correct. Yeah. So speaking on his high pitched voice, does he have a really low pitched speaking voice? No, I think it's, I think it's like probably like I wouldn't hear him and be like, damn, that guy's a fucking tenor. But like, right. It's a bit high. Like it's not a high voice, but it is higher than mine for sure. I'm a good friend of mine was in high school was really into Coheed, and he had that uh, was it the Bowery Ballroom yeah. like live DVD, mm-hmm. and there's a part where Claudio is singing an acoustic song, 
and he hits a super high note and then the audience goes they get really excited and he says whoa and he goes whoa and i was like fuck is that his voice no he's not like that he's not okay. like a like a you know like super baritone guy. yeah he looks like a scary guy i mean but he i think the claudio you're thinking of does but then like yeah. if he's like not at all he's like and if you go to a coheed show there are a thousand people who look like me who have like <laughs> the claudio hair and i thought you were gonna say claudio is gonna be like me like you yeah. <laughs> no, no 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 none of them look like claudio they all look like me uh, okay. <laughs> all of us look like blake anderson from workaholics yeah yeah <laughs> so so uh if you had to guess you said you said you think you could guess what do you think the genre is on wikipedia so i think it's going to at some somewhere say progressive rock progressive metal maybe uh it's gonna say rock um emo i doubt it would say screamo does it say screamo do you have more guesses and then i'll tell you space rock is that on there alternative yeah, alternative is definitely there. Alternative rock. Um, there is there is no space rock. Cool. There is no screamo. Super glad space rock isn't <laughs> on there. Um, there is uh, alternative and alternative metal. Uh, so they have it like in like the genre section, and then they have like in the description of the band a couple different things. But progressive rock, progressive metal. What's pop. number one? Progressive rock. Progressive rock is number one on both, and then it goes uh, on the first list: progressive rock, pop, heavy metal, post hardcore. And, and I would did pop totally. 100 yeah 110 yeah, percent. the suffering is like that's a pop song if you have to if you were to ask me to name my top five songs most of them are going to be the three minute pop songs yeah welcome home welcome home welcome home doesn't even crap the top five it's or not, ten three, not three minutes man that song's long as fuck <laughs> fine i made a bad joke <laughs> wasn't the first uh, won't be the last. <laughs> but then but then also looking at like what like at least what Wikipedia has is their influences, which is what they've listed, like what what, what Claudio has at least said. He says that the he's mentioned Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, the police, Queen, Thin Lizzy, um, at the drive in, and Iron Maiden. Do you guys want to know what, makes sense? Yeah. what Claudio's favorite band is? And I will give you a hint. It is a modern band. His favorite band is a modern band. Can we get another hint? Could be construed as one person, but really isn't. Uh, Tame Impala. <laughs> nope. Tame Impala is one person. Dave Matthews Band. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going wild card. Okay, okay, one more hint for Adam. People pronounce the name two ways. One of them is correct. The other is not. That feels like it should be obvious now. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. It's not chick, chick, chick. <laughs> Sufjan Stevens. No, no. But I have a good reference to, for that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It is Bon Iver. Oh. Uh, bon Iver, and if you okay. listen to his solo music, the Prizefighter Inferno, it is very clear that is like hmm. his favorite that's cool artist yeah he's super into that makes there. sense i dig that um my like i've always thought like uh, you know, there's that joke with sufjan stevens that he's got two ways of writing it's either I about god or about how sufjan stevens is gay <laughs> um, <laughs> i think claudio has two ways of writing it is either about how much he hates his ex-girlfriend now wife or now it is about how much he loves his little baby boy yeah yeah. Those are the two modes that Claudio has. There's a very clear, and luckily for Claudio, who I think has a bit of a like complicated relationship of having his most favorite album being about the breakup with his now wife. I'm sure that's got to be uncomfortable to have your like most favorite songs from your fans be that. But here's what I, here's the news I have for you, Claudio. 
you got more years ahead of you than you do uh, behind you in the band, you're going to have more songs about your little baby boy. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Lots of songs. And you're writing good songs. It's not like somebody on the, uh, I think it was the subreddit, like was referencing Pink Floyd. And they're like, guys, for people who are like, they're never going to write another good Apollo on Burning Star Volume 1, Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. <laughs> um, they're never going to do that. For the people who feel that way, look at Pink Floyd, like uh, Brick in the Wall or whatever was like their ninth album or something like that. Or like, I don't know. I'm not a Pink Floyd person. So, but like, I was like, that's a good analogy. Like, it can happen. So when you hear a new Coheed record, like when you were listening to Vax's Volume 2, yeah, and you listen to the lyrics, do you... Do you understand where it's at in the story immediately? No, I don't go there. I don't. I don't think about that. Um, it's very obvious once you've read the story. So you know, I have the comic book in front of me for "In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth Three. Super into that record. Then I read the comic book, like later graphic novel, whatever you want to call it, years later, and then I was like, oh, so that's what that's about. This song is like a little reference to a bar, but I know it's actually about like phone sex. So like. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, it's the same thing with like uh, Vaxis, which I have the no- novella for uh, in front of me. And it's just like, I don't, I didn't read the book until maybe an, a year and a half after the album came out. Like I want the music for me. And I think the fans and Coheed feel this way is that like, this is there for you if you want to go a little deeper into the concept, but it is not required. Uh, you can listen to any of these songs. Their newest record has the more most like kind of what I would say Broadway feel, where it's like some of these like your lyrics are very obviously talking about this. Well, the opening track on that record sounds like movie soundtrack stuff. Yeah, and that that's one of those where that's a motif to the past record. They're they're really going in like when they announced this Vaxis series. Uh, it's a pentology, so they they basically announced we're doing Vaxis one, the unheavenly creatures. It's about a prison planet, and people are like, "Fuck yeah, dude! Concept." Um, and the first single, the uh, the uh, the um, um, chorus is "Welcome Home." That is the chorus. Which, by the way, they never say "Welcome Home" once in the song "Welcome Home." What the fuck? <laughs> wow. What the fuck? I remember thinking in like 2006 or 2007, like, how are they going to keep this going? And they're just how so? yeah. Oh, you mean like concept? the concept? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I also remember people saying like Claudio's voice is so high pitched in the recordings because he's the his voice is like the main character in the story. I don't know. And the main character is a kid, and as the kid grows up, Claudio's voice is going to get lower in the recordings. Well, (laughs) and that's the funny thing is that the the main character. So to answer uh, this, might actually just wrap up this little uh, subject we've been talking about. Like, oh, do you think he's like writing the concept in his mind uh, before he writes the songs? The lead character of this series, the Amory Wars, you guys, any guesses what his name is? Claudio. That's it. That's his <laughs> name. I figured it was pretty... It was those. never thinly veiled. And, and, like, if you watch any interviews with him, Claudio is a super shy guy. He, he's very clearly an introvert who has an extroverted job. And um, this is, this is, the concept is just his way to hide a little bit. And he said that. It's, that's not, like... It's not a secret at all. That's, That's a not, common thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't go as deep as most people do with this, but for me, it's just the music is what gets me. I'm just so into it. And, yeah. Is there is there like, um, is there a specific 
thing about the music because the for 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 like between the buried and me i like obviously as a drummer love the drums but i look into the music in a lot of different ways that tied me that pulled me in and i see like the like the way that the the songs are fully written whether it be like the guitar lines or you know i love the screamer's voice is there specific things for you or is it just the whole picture for coheed and cambria that's just like i just love all of this i think it's the whole picture for me they i mean it has and you guys can tell me better uh than maybe i can but with if you were to look at my music that i write with moniker i think you can kind of pull like that's a little modest mouse there that's a little bit of radiohead there i think you can pull that away i don't think that there's any coheed in my music i don't think except for maybe the vocals and not in the sense that i'm singing high but like I, even there i don't feel it i mean you guys might feel otherwise but i, I just like for me i don't know what it was about coheed that like got me super into it the first like the when i first got into coheed i had no idea about this concept didn't didn't care about it didn't even wasn't even aware about it yeah but it was super into the band um for me i think it has a really nice i've i've always been a fan of like heavier music but my biggest issue is i can't sing to it and i love to sing and then also uh it's like yeah sometimes i do want to listen to a 13 minute song but sometimes i want to play a three minute song around my mom and be able to listen to my favorite band without being like Hey, will you please turn this off? That kind of yeah, thing. yeah, <laughs> um, that makes sense. And all the albums have that. I really like. I can't think of any album that of theirs that doesn't have that. They'll have "Welcome Home" straight into um, Ten Speed," which is this song about like a bike, a demon bike in the story, and it's like a three, four minute song. Yeah, that's basically you know pop. And then you have "The Suffering," which is one of their fucking best songs, and it's just like, I, I mean, even the "Favorite House Atlantic." That is one of my favorite songs of theirs and it is so it's infectious it's so fun that's the first song i heard from them it's so good it's so good it is like i only like it's blood red summer is my favorite song by them and then a favorite no blood red summer the suffering then a favorite house atlantic but they're like they're like right next to each other and they they at the show i just saw them at they played uh favorite house atlantic and the suffering right back to back nice. and i was just like damn you guys need to fucking end the set right there i'm yeah, done yeah like i'm good no welcome home encore no welcome home encore no play welcome home so i can get to my car before everyone else but <laughs> yeah what, what's what's one album you would recommend to people who have never listened to coheed so the album i would recommend is obvious it's good apollo i am burning star four volume one fear through the eyes of madness and is that your favorite coheed record it is not uh, my favorite is the Afterman, um, and it's I consider that a double, double album. album. Okay, but if, it, you ha- if you had to pick Ascension, Ascension, it's Ascension yeah. for sure. And the reason behind that is, is so I don't think I said this, but like as I said, I kind of like dropped off whenever uh, Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star for Volume Two, No World for Tomorrow came out. <laughs> I really, I, I kind of dropped off, like just organically as a kid, as like a teenager, and then. Um, I started getting back into them. I don't know how that happened. And it was my senior year of high school and I was in choir. Like I was in three choirs at the time and I was telling all my friends about it and they were like getting back into it with me. And I was like, they have a new album coming out. Let's go see them. Let's, let's do this stuff. And I got super into them. I was like, I want to buy all their stuff. But I was like, I didn't have a job at the time. So I convinced my dad to let me do his chores that he does did around the house. And I was like, can I like, I will do your chores each week if you give me 15 bucks each week. And he, he's my dad. He could have just been like, no, 
you do the dishes. <laughs> like, yeah. But he, he was like, yeah, okay, I'll give you 15 bucks if you mow the lawn and do the dishes. Uh, cool. And every week I would get that and I'd buy a Coheed album that I didn't have. And then I had filled up all, like I had all their records. And um, then the Afterman came out, Ascension, and then Dissension, my senior year, same year they came out. Then I saw them for the first time. That got me back in, and I've just been like gung ho ever since. So the Afterman is that. Yeah. I also just think it is their most cohesive record. It's so the Afterman is the is like um, I was never a big Coheed fan, but I liked Coheed, and uh, my uh, my father and I have a strange method of communication, if you could put it that way. It's German? Um, <laughs> no, it's not German. <laughs> uh, it's currently the the method of communication is he sends me Instagram reels of drummers, but before he was on Instagram, he would just occasionally send me cds uh so like it did get me into music like i didn't I, I never listened to like old prog old fusion so like i like he sent me eternity forever and i was like this is or it's return to forever and i was like this is awesome this is so fucking cool mahavishnu orchestra same thing he sent me the Afterman, and i was like oh i used to listen to some coheed fucking amazing yeah it's it, truly an incredible record it marks a time in the band where they they're original drummer had just come back to the band and their original bassist uh was basically kicked out of the band i won't get into the details of it so they had a new bassist their original drummer who had left for personal issues came back and it it, it is very clear like it they did they do all these like documentaries uh for each album uh they've kind of slowed down at this point but there's like a two-hour one for the Afterman, and they basically say yeah that was the year that almost broke coheed and like it's very like it was either going to break them or it was going to like make them stronger and it definitely made them stronger and that record record reflects it so hardcore it is like obvious that they are just excited to be there was that the documentary that you sent to me maybe yeah. I, I mean there's like three like yeah. two hour long ones and they're all great they're really like if you're a fan of music documentaries they're super fun um it's a super great fan group i feel really like I, I have a great time i'm around when i'm around them i like when i wear my coheed shirts around town uh i'd like never fail to have somebody who says nice shirt and then we can like talk about it and like we will sometimes and i was like that's so fun to have that now you said what album you'd, you'd suggest to get into if someone wanted, wants to get into coheed yeah it you? was a uh, good apollo i'm burning star four <laughs> volume one fear through the eyes of madness perfect thank you well, we kind of talked about this, and we talked about between the buried and me, the, like the discography and the music can be a bit daunting. Uh -huh. So, like, if someone albums, yeah. if someone likes that album, what's next? Do you think they should just go back to the beginning and go listen to everything? Or, or say someone hasn't listened to them since that album came out. Okay, so I can like. What should I go listen to? <laughs> I, I can prescribe. I can prescribe all scenarios, and like, if I miss something, you're like, well, you didn't talk about this type of person. Just email us. I'll 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 set you straight. Um, so if you email us at Jackson, you're my coheed daddy. What do I listen to at yes. don't be the artist dot com? <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to remember that one. <laughs> so if you've listened to good Apollo and, uh, volume one and you're like, this is great. There's a couple of ways you can be. So let's answer Adam's question first. You listen to that and you just haven't listened to anything since I would just say, listen to the Afterman, And then from there you can kind of go anywhere. Um, if you listen to Good Apollo, and this is your first time uh, going all the way through, and you're super into the proggy elements, I mean, I would probably say The Afterman, but I think you have a... Let, let's not say The Afterman, because I already said that. You can listen to Vaxis 1, which is uh, Vaxis Act 1, The Unheavenly Creatures, 
and uh, then you could, or you could listen to their album right before that, In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3. That one has uh, the song In Keeping Secrets of Silent <laughs> Earth 3, um, which is a live staple. The one When they did the Never Ender, where the album started with Welcome Home, that's their closer. So they were like, fuck. Like, the fan group was like super, like simmering with excitement of like, they can't play Welcome Home again. What are they going to do? <laughs> they played In Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3, which was a given. We all knew that was going to happen. It's a great song. Um, an old friend of ours said to me, and I used to see him at Coheed shows all the time. I have like fond memories of so many people at Coheed. He used to say to me, and this is like my favorite memory of him. He would say, Jackson, the three best things in life, the three best feelings in life, you guys aren't going to get this, but Coheed fans will, are coming shitting and man and <laughs> screaming man your own jackhammer at the top of your lungs which is a reference to that song and for the Coheed fans listening you guys know what i'm talking about that's one of those songs where like the live element of this band everyone's screaming there's a lot of chanting there's like the whoa oh there's a lot of that shit and it's so fun it's so fun so if you like the froggy elements go to that album if you're more of a fan of like the three minute songs, the four minute songs, as I said, I think you're probably going to like uh, the color before the sun, which is the non-concept album. But then also if you're super like, you're like, somebody said their emo, listen to their first album. You'll get it. Second uh, stage turbine blade is their first album. And it is, uh, it's pretty cool when you listen to it. You're like, this one's it. it some people don't like it because it's rougher around the edge uh, edges for uh, production value. But that's because what they did is they took the demos and, basically just like gussied them up they didn't really re-record them they demoed it sent it to someone they're like cool we're gonna make that a little better and then we're we're done we're not gonna re-record it and it's cool it, it's a time time capsule for that reason so you always start with good apollo i'm burning star four volume one fear <laughs> through the eyes of madness you always start with that one <laughs> and then after that it's sorry a, what was that one again <laughs> Good Apollo, I'm Burning Star 4, Volume 1, Fear Through the Eyes of Madness. And then it's kind of like you have a lot of different options. So to, no matter what kind of listener you are, I think Jackson covered it. And if you don't, you're like not sure what you may like, you it's kind of like a choose your own adventure. You can listen yeah. to that and then just go down a whatever rabbit hole you want to. I mean, I guess if you're a if, if you're if you're a fan of the concept, that you probably want to go back and listen to it in order so you can get a story. But yep, and uh, just for reference, the story goes like this: the first four albums are the Amory Wars. So that's the story of Coheed and Cambria and then Claudio, their son. Uh, that is fully wrapped up in that. And then uh, the next album that came out was The Black Rainbow, which is a uh, it's a prequel. And then after that, uh, that's when you get into The Afterman. That's a prequel as well about discovering what the keywork is and figuring out all that kind of stuff. And then they're into the two parts in at the time of recording into the pentology of Vaxus, which is in the Amory Wars universe but it seems to kind of be kind of parallel to it um and i will say so that you're the black rainbow as i said there's a little something for everybody if you like you know kind of like this uh harder rock but like oh i wish this was a bit more industrial and what i mean by that is like electronic music well atticus ross uh produced that record and it is like solely responsible for claudio getting into synthesizers and yeah, you can hear it in that. Album. <laughs> it's the only album they had with Chris Penny, who was originally the drummer for uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, 
And uh, yeah, people like that album. Very cool. Well, thank you, Jackson, for taking us down this Coheed road. Do you have anything you want to add about Coheed that we didn't get to mention? Uh, do you want to tell us why we have to call our moms? Is there anything? Oh, this is part of the concept. So I have a mask uh, in front of me that says, call your mother. It looks like a Jason Voorhees mask. Or if you're a loser, it looks like a hockey mask. Um, Let's go. <laughs> and it says, call your mother. And it's just part of the, the character. Um, God, I forgot his name in the story of Vaxus One. It is Vaxus's dad. Uh, he's a criminal, and this is the mask he wears it, when it, he does things. It actually looks like if you're if you're a different kind of loser, it looks like Borderlands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Venn diagram is deep on that one with Coheed fans. It's the same, cool. same crew of people. <laughs> I don't think that's a Venn diagram. Then yeah, it's a circle. Just a big circle. <laughs> yeah. It definitely is. Um, yeah, I, I didn't mention like the they're a live band they are so good i see them at least once a year sometimes multiple times a year i would have seen them more than 10 times at this point if the pandemic hadn't happened um but they're such a live band for me and it i i feel guilty saying this but it is nice to have your favorite band as a working band because i almost didn't go to this most recent show just to save some money but i ended up going and like but i felt comfortable in that because i was like i'm gonna see him next year or i'll see him at the end of this year i don't know if i'll ever see radiohead again like right the chance i got to see radiohead i would have liked to see them at a headline show but i that wasn't the opportunity in front of me so i just did it and i may never see them again but coheed i know i will be seeing like a ton of times more i 20 30 times who knows that's kind of that's kind of a really great feeling especially especially when they have so many more albums promised uh and yeah, they definitely promise a lot of albums with the, yeah. the concepts. And right. I bet they'll continue to go for as long as Claudio can. So. Yeah. So um, it's a live band. Like, I just can't impress upon you how much fun they are live. And, like, it's not like, yeah, there's the mosh pit, but, like, everybody's screaming the words, all that kind of stuff. If you've seen those, if you're younger and you've seen those clips of, like, 100 Gex shows where they're just yelling the lyrics, that's a Coheed show. Like, I remember recently when i saw it was the used show i decided i'm not going to sing during this coheed song or coheed tour i'm just going to listen it was so hard for me to do that but like it was one of those things where i heard everybody else screaming and i was like god this is so infectious i'd like i wanted to sing but i was like i want to listen to them i want to do it but yeah i love the lineup that they have right now and i think it will be the lineup until they're no longer a band and they're just so sick i love every part of it I wish that their new bassist, they would turn him up in the mix, but hey. Amen to that. He is like, (laughs) Zachary Cooper is like such a fun guy to watch live. I have stood in front of him like on the, like the, the rail, whatever the rail. And, um, he's just so fun. He's just smiling. He'll look straight at you and he's like, yeah, fuck yeah. You're singing the song. Me too. (laughs) And he's just like, he came in later in the band at the Afterman, And like, you can just tell that he's like, I am so happy to be here. That's awesome. Yeah. That makes so, a big difference. Love the band. Uh, we'll likely have a Coheed tattoo soon. And Yeehaw. Yep. Uh, Coheed would love to talk to you. Uh, <laughs> totally cool if you don't want to. Sorry if I said anything mean. Say, say anything mean? Yeah. Like said anything oh. uh, in this uh, the during this episode. That, I don't think no, you said anything it's mean. It's impossible to upset fan bases. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I don't think he's concerned about upsetting the fan base. I think he's concerned about upsetting Claudio. Oh, yeah. My favorite record of Coheed is... The Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Mine too, dude. That's crazy. Holy Sick. shit. Cheers. Holy shit. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, thanks Jackson for, for taking us down this rabbit hole of Coheed. I you guess. guys see why I didn't want to do this. I just like, I think, no, I think no, we should have done it sooner. I think we should have done it sooner. Yeah. I just talked the whole time. And uh, I, it I wasn't was, even that's what we did everything. too. It was, it, it, well, different. Uh, <laughs> it was funny to look back every time I checked like the the logic session and you just see you basically just see a straight block for Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yep. It's pretty it's pretty cool. I like it. I really don't feel like I left anything out. Like there's a lot of albums I love that I didn't talk about, but that's just because there's so much. Yeah, there's when there's that many albums it's kind of tough. Yeah. Um but but yeah, I mean I definitely want to go back and listen to the Afterman now. So, so I, guess I listened to it on my way. Yeah, here. me too. I totally listened to it before. <laughs> <laughs> there, like, there's there's a song in that. That the, the reason why it's very similar to Good Apollo, where like there that that album opens up with a song called Domino, the Destitute, Destitute, uh, Destitute. I was right. Uh, and it is like a it's a Welcome Home style thing, or it's longer than Welcome Home. It's like seven eight minutes long, and it's it's so fucking good. Um, and then it just like starts going into these like, like there's a song on it called "Goodnight Fair Lady," which is straight up a Broadway song. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? It's wild. It's cool. It's so cool. Um, favorite songs, and then I'll stop. Blood Red Summer, that's definitely my number one. The Suffering, and then um, favorite House Atlantic. Number four is definitely Gravity's Union, which is from uh, After Man Dissension. He plays an eight string on that. I got to see them play it live, and holy shit, the crowd went fucking insane for that. And it was so cool. Um, I really don't know what I would say my fifth one is. At that point, we're getting into, like, they're all my favorite. But <laughs> I can definitely name my uh, top four. Number five is the rest of them. Yeah. 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 Almost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number five is... Jesse's Girl too. Yeah. <laughs> Claudio said that he's thought about doing an entire album of sequel songs. Yeah, they they talked about that. They talked about like how much they because they did that during the pandemic, like recorded entirely pandemic. The music video is obviously remote, um, and they talked about like yeah, we had so much fun. We they they said that they were thinking about doing a like a cover band in the concept. Like they were like this would be a band that you would see at a bar in the concept. I was like, fuck, please don't, guys, please, <laughs> please don't do it. But people really liked it, you know. Whatever. Has Rick Springfield commented on it? He's he on the, he's song. the song. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, in yeah. the song. So, yeah, he has commented on it. <laughs> he's in the music video. Yeah, he, might, the he might have opinions about it. Yeah. I didn't watch the music video. <laughs> Had a bunch of friends who went on, like, they did a cruise, a Kohi cruise. That's how you know they're massive. That is a weird aspect to the fandom to me. Yeah. Like, that feels just strange and that it's a cruise for Coheed. I don't know. But it's like, but imagine it's like, being Coheed. Isn't it like a bunch of metal bands that are on the cruise too? It was like, yeah, Taking Back Sunday, um, The Deer Hunter, I think. Oh, oh Spirit Box was yeah. on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, there was a ton of. Um, I think Covet was on it. Huh. Yeah, they they did it like a like a cool little uh, for that they did a um like a little uh, what is it bulletin whatever where they're like what bands would you want to see oh, if we hypothetically cool. did a mm. a cruise and I was like architects. Architects. So <laughs> at the time, I just wrote architects like a million times. I was like, and thank you, scientists. And thank you, scientists did play. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Very cool stuff. As I said, you got to cut me off. I'm just going to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, I was, I was about to. Uh, thanks, Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for, for, for doing that. Because, again, that's, that's just a lot of information. And it's, uh, it's really nice to hear 
I don't know. It's really it's always refreshing to hear people be, be passionate about their favorite band. So um, let's talk about stuff we're listening to outside of Coheed, shall we? Uh, Daz released their new record, The Misadventures of Doom Scroller. It's fucking mine, man. We can share it. <laughs> I've been listening to that record for a while, the live performance they did. And the <clears throat> all the so they stretch out a lot more on this album. And uh, the solos are all different. So I'll go to sing the solo from the live performance along with the recording, and it's different. And I'm like, shit. Interesting. But yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I really like it a lot. I'm I the, I have I have one complaint, and it's is it the production? Uh, kinda. Mm-hmm. It's the snare sound. The snare mm-hmm. sounds like total shit half the time. Yep. Uh, Saint anger. <laughs> no, it's, nowhere it's, close to that. It's just it, a different sound. Yeah, it's like it's it's a it's a pretty good sounding snare, but the 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 issue is like occasionally when he when he goes for it because they're they're especially on this album they do stretch out a lot with songs like a lot of songs are longer and there's a lot more like crazy instrumental sections. Um, but I would say that whenever, like you can tell a dynamic range of how they're playing. Like it feels like the live recording almost on the record, which is really cool. But when he hits that snare a little bit harder, there's just a lot of ring that I'm like, no, we don't, we don't need that. We, it, it would have been just the same if that ring wasn't there. But, um, I, I love, love the album. I think it's absolutely incredible. Um, like, especially like the vocal harmonies across the board, the whole band on a lot of those sections is just beautiful. It reminds me of like choir it's so cool yeah like um, some pet sounds beach boys harmonies yeah yeah exactly yeah. um i've also been listening to a band called camp cope and their album running with the hurricane um they are a uh melbourne uh, indie band um they're like all thank you for saying that right so uh, so many people say melbourne sorry in our are. area yeah it's melbourne melbourne yeah i've heard a lot of people say melbourne melbourne yeah 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 but so uh, they they are <laughs> I, I I just got, got some targeted ad thing from I can't remember if it was Pitchfork or Stereo Gum or whatever it was that had a picture of them playing, and it said like Camp Cope the uh, like all girl country emo band and I was like okay I'll listen to that right now I was yeah. at my gig in Oklahoma and I stepped outside because I was pissed and I was like I want to listen to this and that, not be around this fucking gig <laughs> that's SEO right there that is search engine yeah. optimization yeah you see that shit and you're like yeah 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 um so i i kind of I, I do kind of honestly get that but it's not it's not 100 percent like country emo but it is it is uh, uh all girl wonderful um indie pop is more what i would put it um and it's very like feminist driven and the songs her the lead singer's voice is fucking crazy good like i was i was driving today and i just i put that on just as a refresher like oh my god this is so fucking good double album i have uh, two things but they're not double albums god they're damn it both uh, some singles. Uh, so Namdi has a new album coming out later mm-hmm. this year. Uh, the single for that is I Don't Want to Be Famous, and it's great. I think this album's going to sound and feel, for me at least, very similar to the other one, and that I'm going to really like it. Yeah, which is uh, great. That yeah. was such a good album. Yeah, and uh, You're talking about Brat, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's also going to be able to go on a full tour this time instead of yeah. last time when it came out right before the pandemic. Dude, he opened up for Sleater, Kenny, and Wilco on their like summer tour. Yeah, he what a he weird had, what a weird fit. He Dude. had uh, like multiple shows in a row with Wilco on uh, whatever festival thing they have up on yeah. the East Coast. Did so. you did you see the he shared a, a comment the day he dropped? I don't want to be famous on YouTube. Mm. <laughs> the the comment was your wish might come true dropping this kind of trash. You might never be famous. And then he responded, "Hell yeah, thanks!" with the with the heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Wait, um, was that it? No, yeah. So the other one was uh, Danger Mouse and Black Thought have an album coming out in uh, like a week. 
Um, and it's uh, three singles are out for that, and they all sound great. I think I'm going to like that one, too. Danger Mouse is busy this year because I think Broken Bells got back together, too. Mm. This is an album that they've apparently been working on for about 20 years. Oh, off shit. and on, and like finally decided we need to record this because everything happened in the last couple of years. Ooh, that's a lot of that's a lot of weight there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Black. I know a certain band that came out with like uh, ten albums in twenty years. So one a certain album. band. Yeah, I wonder who that might be. <laughs> it's Coheed and Cambria. That's who I was referring to. <laughs> I've been uh, listening. Uh, Ty Siegel came out with his new album, Hello High. I've been listening to that. It was his. Uh, <laughs> it was his. Uh, trying to do an acoustic album and there are i think there's like 10 songs there's like six songs that are acoustic but then there are four songs that are like more mellowed down ty siegel so they're but they're still like garage rock with an acoustic guitar and those are the best songs so like it's it's a pretty good album i i really appreciate what he went for but those uh full band songs i'm like yeah this is this is your bread and butter dude and he fucking kill it and he like played a free show on santa monica beach and then he played a house show i was like He's honestly, I was talking about this with my partner. I was like, he's honestly at the perfect level of like musician. Like he obviously has to work, but like he's at the level where like, yeah, he could play on Santa Monica beach. And like, there was a ton of people that showed up, but it wasn't out of control. He played a house show where he just pulled up the address the day of and said, I'm playing the new record. Hello. Hi from front to back. Here's the uh, address. It's free. And I saw it and I was like, it's packed. Like it's definitely packed, but it, it looked well organized. And I was like, damn nice imagine being at that like you can still do those cool things but you have like a fan base that like you're gonna drop the record and like people are gonna listen to it that's so cool yeah good for him yeah very cool anybody got anything else they want to add what's your cat's name cambria (laughs) very good (laughs) why why? (laughs) my dad texted me saying Hey, I saw, and I'm sure he saw this on like Facebook or something. He said, "Hey, I saw Coheed and Cambria is in town. You going?" And I said, "I don't know. I'm trying to like save some money, so I haven't bought tickets yet, but I'll probably end up going." And then he didn't say anything, and th- then I responded again, so double texted and said, "You know, I named my uh, cat after that band." And he said, "Haha, you're funny." <laughs> uh, good stuff, dude. Similarly, I sent my mom a picture of this lightsaber tattoo. And she and she responded. Why'd you get a dildo tattoo? That's not oh. what my mom oh. said. <laughs> okay. He said it wasn't gonna be the last. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that is. <laughs> she said. She said, "What am I looking at?" <laughs> I'm like, that's a lightsaber Didn't you tattoo. You guys like watch Star Wars together? Yeah, and oh, like, no. Uh, but like, but like, okay. So I thought that she just didn't like believe that I got a tattoo of a lightsaber. I thought that she, and in, in my brain, when I heard that, I was like, "Mom, I have a." trash can tattooed on my arm like, <laughs> you've got to know that i will get a lightsaber yeah, tattooed. That if you said it it'll happen yeah. yeah uh but then i learned that for some reason her phone just showed the picture as a white block <laughs> so she was like what yeah. am i looking at from my perspective from my perspective i'm like is she upset <laughs> i don't hope she's not upset suddenly about suddenly she doesn't like star wars anymore suddenly she, she, it would be more she doesn't like tattoos yeah dude she saw last jedi and she said fuck this <laughs> fuck this dude luke wouldn't do that <laughs> Dude, that's exactly what my mom sounds like. I know. That's Talk crazy, to dude. Holy shit. Well, thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe on whatever podcast app you are using. If you're on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at DFTA Podcast. You're going to want to do that this week so you can see the pictures of the props. Because uh, I'm assuming you're going to post the pictures of the props online. Likely will. Yeah. Uh, thank you. 
if any Coheed fans stuck through this. Yeah. And if you had to bite your tongue while I said things you disagreed with, that's totally okay. That's what we are. We disagree sometimes, but we all agree on the band being great. So thank you for listening. And if you're a new listener here, check out some of our other shit. I've got other unpopular opinions too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, And yeah, you can email us if you have any thoughts. If you do have, if if you know, if you were yelling in your car while Jackson was talking about Coheed, you can email Jackson at I disagree with your Coheed opinion at don'tbetheartist.com. Or you know what? It's okay to to disagree with each other. Coheed's great at don'tbetheartist.com. or hi Jackson, don't feed the artist.com. Little kitty cat. Little kitty cat. He's at a little don't kitty. feed the artist. <laughs> <laughs> don't feed the kitty. At don't feed the artist. No, definitely feed your kitty. Feed yeah, your kitty. Feed please your please feed your kitty cats. Uh, so thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And fuck off. Get me a towel. Welcome home. Get me a home. <laughs>